0: hello and welcome to this episode of the after dark podcast where i tell a story about something dark i guess i guess i guess i'm zach i'm lily and today we're gonna be talking about vigilante justice
1: vigilantes
0: um but also today i'm sick oops i think i don't know it could be allergies
1: you're a little stuffy.
0: I'm dying. Don't die. Um, but also today, so recently on Twitter, um, an account uh owned by a man named Eric Landon, uh, has been uh, talking to podcasts about uh potentially covering his brother's case to to, to create some media pressure uh and so we we reached out said we we'd be we want to take a look at the case and see if it would fit our format uh and i i wasn't sure about it and then we talked about it last night and we kind of decided that our format wouldn't lend well to it because we try to have we try to have a few laughs here and there
1: this is more of a serious case and it's like yeah it's hard
0: it's it's hard to have a laugh when it when it's something so serious um and so we're not going to end up covering the full case um but uh eric did create a change.org petition um to try to get some uh to, to, to get more eyes on on the case uh and i'm gonna i'm i'll read you uh the the description and then uh, the link to the change.org will be down below and, and if we'll, we'll be signing the petition and, uh, anyone, uh, if you, if you, li- if you're listening to this and want to help, uh, Eric out, definitely, uh, go sign it and, and, and yeah.
1: Yeah. We definitely recommend at least looking into it and reading it and just helping yeah. him get justice for his little brother.
0: Yeah. Uh, so here is the, the, the change.org description. Hi, my name is Eric Carter Landon, and my baby brother was murdered 33 years ago. His murderer was my stepfather. The suspect confessed and failed the lie detector test that was administered at the time. The autopsy report and a subsequent investigation conducted by the cold case investigator at the state police confirmed that he was responsible for Jacob's death. Even with all of this, the DA's office of Socorro County has refused to prosecute the case on multiple occasions. They cited the statute of limitations as well as lack of evidence as the primary reason that they would not pursue charges. I find it hard to believe that murdering a baby would have a statute of limitations. I also would like to know how a suspect's confession as well as corroborating reports from the forensic pathologist qualify as a lack of evidence. I am cr- creating this petition to urge the Attorney General Hector uh, Balduraz to reopen this case and to bring charges against the person responsible for this heinous crime and bring him to justice. New Mexico has failed to hold child abusers and child murderers accountable for decades, and it needs to stop. A message needs to be sent that we will not tolerate the abuse of children in this state. Please help me in signing this petition to get the attention of the Attorney General so yeah if you want to help if you want to help out uh go sign the petition link will be in the description of the podcast on whatever platform you're on uh i think it's super important and and definitely help help eric out
1: and i do hope that there are other podcasts with a better or not a better format with a different format who can cover this case to the extent that it deserves
0: yeah um eric himself also uh hosts a podcast where he covered the case he interviewed Uh, his mother and he went in deep and deep about everything so uh if you if you want to listen to that that will also be linked down below it is also on the change.org but we'll link it down below as well uh and you can kind of he'll he he breaks down in a way that we can't because of our format
1: yeah and if you've got your own petition or your own petition your own podcast i think he's asking like you can reach out to him and he will give you the information
0: yeah he he'll he'll, he'll want to
1: cover it yourself
0: yeah if you want to cover it he'll he can point you in the right direction and help you uh cover it but yeah That so is that. that's that let's hop on to vigilante justice fuck yeah dude um today we're going to be talking about vigilante justice
1: daredevil
0: <laughs> yes daredevil i wrote this script late last night and i decided that i wanted to make it very meany and funny okay it's not a script it's just notes yeah but the first one is, the first is, I'll, I'll start i'll start let's just start i'm not okay. gonna tell you what the first one is i'm <laughs> yeah, start Just go setting pittsburgh year 1946 a hero is born and his name is richard pesta pesta pasta pasta richard pasta <laughs> in his early to mid-20s he invested heavily in the fiberglass market interesting which decided uh, which uh, the, the fiberglass market decided it should take off um, <laughs> which took off shortly thereafter due to uh, its use in roofing
1: hmm.
0: and it made him a pretty well-off man and he was able to retire at the age of 28 god i wish that were me <laughs> Uh, And he decided to chase a childhood dream he had. Okay. Richard decided he had enough of the local hoodlums and donned a new identity. He drove through the streets armed to the teeth with various types of weaponry and driving a customized Lincoln Continental and wearing a bright blue jumpsuit. His car was called the Sticky Mobile. (laughs) And Richard was none other than captain sticky are you shitting me the supreme commander-in-chief of the world organization against evil
1: is this an organization he created himself
0: i'm not sure but there but there's apparently like 20 people in it
1: how did he become the commander-in-chief
0: by being captain sticky
1: why did he come with captain sticky
0: well i'll explain why oh my god he would drive through various Los Angeles towns during the night looking for kids stealing hubcaps and doing graffiti and take them out how you may ask Uh, how his car was modded covered in bubble wrap (laughs) and he had small guns hidden behind the mirrors that he would operate from inside only they didn't shoot bullets Okay. one shot peanut butter and one shot jelly how do
1: you Organize. how do you get that onto your car you have money How? what how do they even like like not even like how does that physically work how can you shoot peanut butter peanut uh, butter is very thick
0: probably a little watered down <laughs> probably <laughs> this is gross it's great what a waste of peanut butter uh he also apparently had peanut butter grenades and uh made of peanut butter vinegar and alka seltzer ew and I also saw reports of peanut butter guns and a peanut butter bazooka.
1: Oh my God. A peanut butter bazooka.
0: Yeah. Peanut butter bazooka. What The fuck dude. Uh, Captain Sticky wasn't only known for taking down the local hoodlums. He was known for taking down corrupt and predatory businesses who preyed on unsuspecting and trusting customers. He took down mechanics, car rentals and repair shops and was even credited uh, to have helped launch a deep investigation into the nursing home situation in Orange County, uh, which led to better long-term care for for the for the patients. Oh,
1: good for him! <laughs>
0: he was quoted saying that if he if he went in to deal with the corruption in a nice pinstripe suit and everything, nothing would be done, and he would easily be ignored. But when he donned the costume and orchestrated one of his surprise raids on the business. They couldn't ignore him, and neither could the media.
1: I'm going to go back to something real quick. Why did he have bubble wrap on his car? I don't know. I don't know. What is that part? Like, that doesn't match the rest of the theme here. Ah, it's pretty good. I wonder if it's like so he could, like, gently hit him with, their, <laughs> with
0: yes. his car. Yes, he could, he could crash his car into people. Gently. Because
1: it's got bubble wrap. They're safe. It's fine.
0: The media loved him.
1: I'm not surprised. And
0: he would often show up at crime scenes, and the reporters would flock towards him, giving him the mic. Mm. He'd go on tangents, telling kids at home to behave for their parents and not to eat sugary cereal.
1: What <laughs> a lesson.
0: Yeah. And there are even stories in the paper about people being stranded on the highway. And then they see the sticky mobile pulling up and captain sticky jumping out with some jumper cables to give them a boost. (laughs) Incredible. He also, he, he was, he wasn't just like a man that saved people. He was, he was an inspiration for, for a lot of children because he would make a lot of appearance at events and carnivals to hang out with mentally disabled youth. Nice. Uh, really a stand-up guy
1: it sounds pretty yeah it sounds pretty cool like he's like doing like silly things like graffiti and hubcaps but then like doing like the corporate stuff but then also just kind of being all around co- like he's you know, just dude. a good
0: guy <laughs> the police however weren't too fond oh, of sticking, since they often had to remove him from people's businesses during a few of his surprise raids yeah <laughs> sticky's reach began to spread past the local media and he caught the attention of marvel comics Are you serious? who had a uh, writer uh an illustrator don rico shadow him for a few days uh but sticky wasn't too pleased with 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 the situation that was going on why not since marvel offered to write the comic but expected sticky to to front all the costs oh so pretty much he was paying them to pr- to to, to promote his character ah. which he wasn't into and that led to there never being a captain sticky comic Damn. which is truly the worst thing to ever happen That's tragic uh in 1983 he became a bit of a celebrity due to a show called real people doing an episode on him hmm. uh and he also made a few adult inter- entertainment appearances I'm sorry, man. and 1985 sex o'clock news as superman Sex o'clock news <laughs> And in 1990s lesbian jail flick, oh my God. Caged Fury, as a guy named Tons of Fun.
1: Oh, my God.
0: However, af- shortly after his appearance in Caged Fury, he hung up the costume. Why? He returned to the business world selling eco-friendly garden supplies, which you can still find in some gardening centers worldwide right now. Huh. Uh, yes, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's neat. You- but, Lily... Zach. You either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. Oh, so he get fucking corrupted? And that's sadly exactly what happened to Sticky. Sticky! <laughs> he started a business in Thailand called Real Man's Midlife Crisis Tour of Thailand, <laughs> offering drinking, debauchery, and fun stuff. Fun, that's a quote from, fun stuff. from from the I
1: don't like that.
0: <laughs> from the advertising. I hate it. Shortly thereafter, the Thai government shut him down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He also invested a large amount of money into a chain of brothels in Nevada.
1: Okay. Aren't brothels illegal? <laughs>
0: yes. He was also investigated by San Diego police for allowing a for- porn to be filmed in his home, which is apparently illegal. Ah. And he was facing possible pimping charges. Oh, Jesus Christ. Richard had a three-story home, right? Okay. Which included on the main level, or on the lower level, a film studio. Uh, and he would often rent it out to, to film companies. Yeah. And late one night, he ran, he got a call from none other than porn star Ronald Jeremy, which is one of the most well-known male porn stars in the world that looks like a short, fat Italian uncle. Uh, who may have also raped and sexually assaulted people there's currently shit coming out about it
1: oh yeah okay i think i saw that stuff you said his name was such umph, and i was like i don't know who that is (laughs)
0: uh he's the one that uh made that post about the tree that you retweeted and then i told you who he was and you were like oh yeah okay I'm, i'm retweeting that
1: yes okay
0: um yeah so he called and was like yo can we rent out the studio richard agreed but he wasn't aware of the anti-pimping laws introduced in 1983, which basically states that if you pay someone to fuck, you pimping, whether you pay someone to fuck someone else or whatever.
1: But was he actually paying anybody?
0: No, Ron. Ron Jeremy was the. Oh, pimp.
1: because he was using his house. He Let me get to this. this.
0: The San Diego police uh, were alerted that Ron Jeremy was under investigation for for various pandering charges. And he was, and and they 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 were also told that he was filming a nice hardcore porn in the city.
1: A nice hardcore porn.
0: So so they traced him to Captain Sticky's home, and raided the place. Mm-hmm. They busted in while Sticky was in the midst of a shower. Tragic. Uh, and 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 he was bought in for uh, aiding and abetting a criminal. Mm. Uh, however, he was, he testified against Ronald Jeremy in exchange for immunity and went back to his life. That tracks. His rich life. Yeah. In 2003, while vacationing with his lo- wife in Thailand, he sadly passed away due to complications during an emergency bypass surgery. Oh, no. When talking about Richard, she said he was a huge man with a huge heart and that his dream was to alter the course of history in some way, which I'm happy to say he did.
1: He was doing a good job of Sticky. Yeah. That really altered the course of history, I think.
0: Um, But yeah, that's the story of Captain Sticky. This is going to be a short podcast.
1: Yeah, it's a little short, but that's all right.
0: Um, I will say one of the sources that I looked at, I think it was like Night Flight or something. Mm-hmm. I have it open. Night Flight. Uh, They they decided to take a lot of jabs at Sticky. Wow. Um, For his weight. That's rude. And his love of peanut butter. Fuck you. And they ended the article by saying that the peanut that 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 peanut butter clogs a huge heart no matter how many good deeds you do.
1: Wow. Fuck you.
0: Uh, Which is it's it's kind of shitty. But
1: that's really. Yeah, that's really fucking rude. Yeah. What kind of bullshit is that? Yeah. I mean, this man was just trying to have live his life the way he wanted and do some good things for his community.
0: I argue he did a lot of good things. He did.
1: Seems like it. Minus the brothels, which is a little weird and seems off character but all right
0: the first half of his life he was a good man
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a little weird near the end I think but yeah. like he's hard to be a good dude
0: you know he 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 helped he helped change the nursing system
1: that's imp- like that's crazy like yeah nursing homes ooh, are really bad they had to send the army into a nursing home in Ottawa or something. Yeah. Like they were bad. So the fact that he was able to do that's really cool.
0: Yeah. Uh but yeah, that's the story of Captain Sticky. I do like I that. realize I picked out a law that we were gonna talk about from my world's greatest book of useless information. Yes. And I never read it. So we're gonna end the podcast with that tonight.
1: Maybe that's how we'll end them instead of start them with the fact. We can end them with the facts.
0: If I remember.
1: If you remember.
0: Okay. So if you don't know what this is uh, when I was a kid, I got a book called The World's Greatest Book of Useless Information. And there is a section called Laws, Old, New, and Weird uh, that lists a bunch of weird laws across mostly the United States. Um, and and we, we read them until we're out of them and then I'll go to a different section like America and Americans. <laughs> uh, a lot of America. Or last words. Actually, I'll read you someone's last words Ooh. real quick. Uh formula Formula One driver Aitan Senna. His last words were this the car seems okay. Seconds before steer steer the steering column broke and his car hit the wall, killing him.
1: Oh my god. Wow. That's something. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, but the law that we're gonna talk about today. Yeah. In Indiana. If any person has a puppet show, Wire Dancing or Tumbling Act in the state of Indiana, and receives money for it, they will be fined $3 under the Act to prevent certain immoral practices.
1: Okay. <laughs> why is a puppet show immoral, and why is the fine only $3?
0: <laughs> yep.
1: If you're going to find somebody for it being immoral, you'd think it would be a, a larger fine. Yeah. I don't get it.
0: But that's that's that.
1: Indiana. Why?
0: Uh yeah, that's the
1: podcast. Um so thank you for listening. We will link make sure to put the links for the um change.org in the episode description thingy.
0: Yeah, make sure you sign that uh help Eric out.
1: Yeah. Get uh,
0: justice for his little brother.
1: Please. All the links to all our social media's are down there as well. Um you can leave us a review if you're on Apple Please. And um that's pretty much it. Yeah. Follow all our social medias. Let us know what you think. Join our discussion groups and stuff.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Have have a good have a good night. Night. Ha ha ha. ha, ha. ha, ha.